motorcycle men. And hello everybody, welcome. This is Ted of the Motorcycle Men. This is season two, episode number 23. I am here at the V-Twin Cafe solo today. Uh, however, I do have a special guest here with me. And as promised, here is the interview with uh, Glenn DuPont, uh, who is associated with Global Star Spot Tracking. Uh, so I'll let you hear his story and what he's up to. And here we go. Enjoy, folks. All right, on the Skype line with me now is Glenn DuPont with uh, Global Star Spot. Do I got that correct, Glenn? Uh, yes, I, I, uh, Global Star Spot is one of, my, uh, one of my corporate sponsors and very good people. All right. Well, so why don't you tell me who you are and uh, how your association with uh, Global Star Spot began, and basically tell us about Spot. Well, um, first of all, I'm... Um, I'm an iron butt. I'm a hyper endurance guy. I, oh, lucky uh, you. I am working on that. It's <laughs> it, it takes work, my friend. Um, <laughs> it's it's not just a function of throwing your leg over the saddle and twisting, you know, giving it some right wrist and going. Um, I just completed a three flags ride for um, a large charity, Autism Speaks, in 24 hours from Tijuana, Mexico, to Vancouver, British Columbia, and uh, I mean, I spent. Uh, Six weeks getting ready for that ride. Ooh. Um, you know, running out. I, I live on the West Coast, and I'd take off and run out to Phoenix for lunch and back. That's an an 800-mile round. Or I'd run out to Vegas and back. That's a, That's like going out for bread, right? Well, eh, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, get, it's getting yourself and your, your, your body and your head in shape to do this. Uh, Correct. It, it's getting your head wrapped around um, the boredom. It can be, uh, oh yeah. Uh, trust me, I if if you were to look at the tank bag on my bike, it has all of my fuel stops where I'm going to be making my fuel stops, and they're already programmed in on the GPS. But I'm a big fan of uh, redundancy, redundancy upon redundancy upon redundancy. I've got paper I maps, couldn't agree more. And, so anyway, I um, you know I'll put things down as to how many feet to a mile, what's the circumference of my tire in feet. <laughs> and then at, at trust me, at, at 3 o'clock in the morning after you've been in the saddle for 21, 22 hours and you start, you're getting serious brain fade going, I play math games with myself. How many RPMs has the bike made since <laughs> I started? How many RPMs will it make till I finish? How many times has my tire gone around? How many times does my tire go around in a mile? Now, understand, you rarely actually finish these calculations in your head because you've got to do them in your head because your hands are kind of busy. But um, it, it keeps you it keeps you alert. It keeps your head going. Well, has any, all this math work made you any smarter? <laughs> are you kidding? I'm still riding motorcycles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you figure that one out on your own, okay? <laughs> uh, it, it's You see, for me, riding is... Um, uh, it's an obsession. It, I understand. It's like breathing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I I walked away from a marriage. And it was the biker me, and it was her. <laughs> Enough said. I I I I I hear you. <laughs> Next. Um, and there were other 
circumstances, but that was a big one, you know? Well, you know, passion is a, is a big thing when it comes to, to uh, something that you love, oh, yeah, I've been, uh, and that's very important. I've been writing since I was um, seven years old, and I, I just, that's, I love it. It's, it's, and you still haven't figured it out yet, right? <laughs> yeah, most clearly by the story I'm probably going to tell you in the next couple of minutes here. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about Spot. I, I, I've heard of uh, – I knew about Spot a, a while ago, and I thought it was a really, really – just. I think it's a fantastic device uh, as, as an avid mountain biker and having been out to places like Moab, Utah. Right. I can see where something like this could come into uh, into uh, into effect if you needed it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about it. Well, it was an interesting way I came about starting to use Spot. Um, a gentleman that I've known my entire life, uh, a guy by the name of Tim Sullivan, uh, about five years ago, he had a very bad accident while he was desert riding and went over the bars came down on a rock, ruptured spleen. I mean, Tim was very badly beaten up. And he happened to have a spot with him at the time. He activated his spot within about 15, 20 minutes. The helicopters were on the ground. They airlifted him out. He spent about a month rehabbing. And, you know, he's riding again, fortunately. But That's good. anyway, uh, I was in my local shop out here in uh, Southern California. And I was talking to this young lady whom I'd known for years. And uh, she was telling me that, you know, I should get a spot because of the riding I do. And, I, you know, I do all this crazy nuts, long distance stuff. And I do a lot of speed runs and stuff like that. And she says it saved my dad's life. And I said, really, what happened? And she goes into this story and I froze and I went, Oh, my God. And she says, what? And I said, you're Fudge's daughter. Now, this friend of mine, his nickname is, as kids growing up, his nickname was Fudge. Nice. And Courtney looks at me, and she says, you know my dad by Fudge? And I said, yes, I do. And I said, um, as a matter of fact, you're ready to be really shocked? She said, what's that? And I said, I was at your mom and dad's wedding, and when you came home from the hospital, you were four days old, and your dad put you in my arms the minute he swung the door open on his car. Wow. And she looked at me, she said, oh, my God. And then, we, then you know, it was family time. But anyway, she was the one that talked me into getting a spot. Okay. And I thought they were great nifty little things to have because when I take off on my ride, I've got a lot of followers, Facebook right. followers and website followers uh, for the type of things that I do. And I thought, gee, it's really great to have, you know, have these people be able to follow me on my journeys and so on and so forth. And I had just come back from a – in the Iron Butt World, it's a 50cc ride, 50 hours coast to coast. I did it in a yes. little over 40. Little over 40. And um, right. had, you know, two days out and three and a half weeks coming home. It was a hell of a vacation. So you're taking your time. Oh, yeah. I took my time coming home. It was, it was great. <laughs> um, but anyway, I had gotten back, and at that point in time, I had – a very unique KTM 990 adventure. It was a very Ooh, unique nice. bike, and it had a pretty good reputation, this particular bike, and it was reasonably well-known, and the Iron Butt Association magazine and the AMA magazine wanted to do an article on it. And they, you know, yeah, you happen to ride it. Yeah, you can come along, too. So um, we were supposed to meet up at the top of Angeles Crest Highway, 
um, here. And this is where? Angeles Crest Highway. It's uh, California State Route 2. It's, a, okay. it's an intense road. It's a very, very intense road. Okay. And um, anyway, we we're supposed to meet up at the top of Angeles Crest at 6 o'clock in the morning. And, oh, so you slept in. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've got to understand, I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning at, you know, usually. So I, I, I roll out of bed at 4 and take off. I'm giving myself plenty of time to get there. And this was on July 21st, 2013. And part of the deal was when you come up, come fully geared, your bike's fully geared, just as if you were going out on an iron butt ride. It's like, yeah, fine, no problem. So the bike was all geared up. I was all geared up and took off. And at that time, I mean, now I, I wear Held gear. And uh, Held's a very good corporate sponsor, by the way. Um, but at that time, I was wearing Climb. And oh, okay. I had in the left breast pocket of my Climb jacket, there's a pocket made for the spot. And that's where it lived. That's its home. And... I figured, well, you know, I, I kind of put it out on the website and on our Facebook page, thelongriders.com, um, and the Long Riders Adventure on Facebook. I put it all out there, and I figured, okay, fine, there's going to be maybe a couple people watching, so I'll turn it on, and I'll put the tracking portion of the of the spot on, because it's got a great little function where it it's, looks like a pair of boots, and you push this button, and it drops a pin on a Google map, um, I want to say every three minutes. Oh. It's it's really Bread cool. Crumbs. I mean, you can follow the progress of anybody who's wearing it, provided they are they've granted you permission to see it. And on my case, that's fantastic. Oh, it's it's great stuff. That's that's wonderful. It's really cool stuff. So I I figured I'd turn it on when I when I left the house and um you know just like I said a lot of people knew I was going up. So I take off and I get up through La Cunada, Flint Ridge in Pasadena and I get up onto the uh, State Route 2 going Angel the Angeles Crest Highway. And there's a great little spot there um, called Newcomb's Ranch. And it's a pretty regular uh, biker hangout, motorcycle rider hangout. It's just like the rock store right by where I live. Um, and everybody goes to Newcomb's. Well, I pass Newcomb's at about uh, five o'clock in the morning. Obviously, no one was there, and it had been raining a little bit during the night. And seven miles beyond Newcombs, I came around a corner, and turns out it was a double apex. I just thought it was a single apex corner, and came around it. A lot of gravel on the road, and the road was wet. Bike slides out from under me, and. I managed to get it back up on two wheels. Um, I remember vividly hearing the panniers dragging, my left pannier dragging on the ground and just thinking, oh, God, this is not good. But I managed to get it back up on two wheels. And just as I snapped it back up onto two wheels is when I found out it was a double apex hairpin. And I was looking at a snow marking pole right in front of me for the plows. Oh. And then nothing. And I, I remember looking at that pole thinking, I've got to bleed off speed. I might as well hit the pole. So I tagged the pole with the bike. And I remember just as I was about to get to the edge of this cliff, I looked at it and I thought, this one's going to hurt. And um, came to, I'm guessing, this was around 530 in the morning. I came to 
I'm guessing about 15 minutes or so later, I was riding alone. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was completely disoriented. The music was still playing in the helmet. The bike was about eh, 30 feet away from me. Uh, but fortunately it was pointing up at me. I was down a pretty steep embankment. Uh, the newspaper article said it was a hundred feet down and I was wedged between a couple of rocks. The sole of my left boot was sitting in the middle of my chest. Uh, my shoulder. My- was your foot still in the boot? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh <laughs> huh. Um, my left shoulder was in my ear, basically. I couldn't breathe. I was hacking up blood. And when it all came out, I had a spiral fracture, tib fib femur, torn ACL, PCL, MCL, patellar tendon, all gone. Oh, gosh, let's see, shattered collarbone, they had to replace that, five broken ribs, and a punctured lung. That's quite a laundry list. Yeah! It was a, it was an interesting morning. Wow. So, <laughs> so I'm laying on this hill. And I'm, I'm glad you're laughing about it. I, you know, it's either that or put the barrel of the gun in your mouth, you know. But um, yeah. anyway, I remember trying to get up and moving and after trying to first of all figure out why is my boot here you know this it's not supposed to be here now i'm a retired la county fire paramedic you know i should kind of been able to put it together but i was my chimes were rung somewhat yeah a little disoriented just a touch just a little (laughs) (laughs) Um, so anyway um i somehow or another managed to get my helmet off. I still can't figure out exactly how I got my helmet off because I I couldn't breathe, so I'm getting totally claustrophobic. I've got a full-face helmet on, and I managed to get it off. And um, I'm thinking, this is not good. What do I do? And I remember reaching over with my right hand, and I could feel the spot in my pocket. And I reached over, and I pulled it out, and – I will refrain from expletives, but I just thought to myself, I sure hope this thing works. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on- oh, you're welcome to let fly the expletives. We're we're not uh, G-rated on the show. By <laughs> <means>. <laughs> I pulled this thing out and I said, Oh Christ, I hope this fucker works. <laughs> there you go. And, and um, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be a good guy here. Anyway, I. Know. Um, I um, this was the Gen 2, and it had a little plastic flap with a red button that said SOS. And I remember flipping it over and hitting the button. And like I said, I was wedged between some rocks. And every now and then, I'd kind of slide down. And about 30 feet below me, right by where the bike had come to rest, there was another vertical drop of about 30 or 40 feet. Ooh. And uh, I knew I wouldn't survive that one. That would That would have been the end of me. And there was a, a tree root next to me, that I, a pine tree root, that I was kind of holding onto with my right hand. And I'd taken my hand off, pulled the spot out, hit the button on it, put the spot on a boulder next to me, and thought, shit, I hope this thing works. And reached back over and grabbed hold of the uh, tree root. And, I mean, it's pitch black. It's dark. Oh, wow. There's no one on the road, and no one knows I'm there. Well, unfortunately, because of the where I had fallen and where I had to put the spot, I couldn't hit all this. I, you need to hit at least three satellites to triangulate. And I was hitting two. Ooh. 
And, um, but I, I mean, I, after the fact, I got the chronology of what exactly happened. Apparently, within five minutes of me hitting the button, they had um, notified L.A. County Fire Search and Rescue, L.A. County Sheriff Search and Rescue, National Park Service, um, CHP, California Highway Patrol. They had, after they had contacted them, they had contacted my girlfriend and my mom, who were my two emergency contacts, which, thank God for that, and at the same time, I can't imagine the hell that they went through. Yeah. Um, because they essentially called them up and they said, do you know where he is? And, and my girlfriend told him, well, he was going up on a photo shoot for this, you know, for these magazines up off Angeles Crest. And they said, we know that, but we can't pinpoint him. Uh, but the, the person at spot was phenomenal. I mean, they, kept, they kept my family informed as to what was going on. Uh, I guess they, they had a direct call back to the spot people and the spot people were calling about every 45 minutes, checking in, just saying, we're still looking for him. We haven't found him yet. Uh, but he activated the SOS, which tells us that he's alive. Um, anyway, um, it, I, I, every now and then it took me about five or six minutes to be able to, to yell help. Because I, you know, you kind of had to build yourself up to getting it. Oh, sure. Because of all the broken ribs and I had a flailed chest and nightmare. Um, and it was the sun was up at this point. It was probably about nine o'clock in the morning, and I'd offed at five thirty, around five thirty. Um, now it's about nine nine thirty, and I had managed to let out a scream, and I heard someone scream back, "Where are you?" And it turns out there were a couple of guys riding Ducatis oh. that had stopped up on the corner just to take a look. And one of the guys, <clears throat> sorry, this is the part that always gets me choked up. I understand. Um, take it out. Anyway, one of the guys on the Ducati, I would love to find out who he was. Um, he, he managed to, he, he found me and worked his way down this hillside and um, kind of wedged himself on a rock next to me. And by this time, I'd pretty much given up. I figured I was a, du I was a dead duck. And um, anyway, he came over and sat down next to me. And for the life of me, I can't remember his name. And I've tried to find him. And he reached over and he, <clears throat> um, he reached over and grabbed hold of my right hand. And uh, he brought me down some water because I was really, really thirsty. And, um, you know, we, we sat there and we talked bikes for about five or six minutes. And I remember when he reached. Hold on. Take it down. <clears throat> God, this one always chokes me up. Um <laughs> Anyway, when he reached over and he grabbed hold of my right hand, I looked over at him. I said, no matter what happens, do not let go of me. Huh. And he says, I swear to you, I won't. And uh, just about that time, I, I said, do you hear that? And he says, what? And I said, I hear helicopters. And he says, I don't. And sure enough, 15 seconds later, here come two helicopters. One, they're coming down this valley, and one comes up the fork that I'm at, and the other one goes up over another fork. And he takes he takes the jacket and starts waving it at these guys and flagging them down. And um, anyway, 
helicopter comes out and hovers right in front of me for about, it seemed like forever, then went up and landed up on Angeles Crest Highway, then it just became a beehive of activity. And um, Now, how, how much time has passed up to this point? This, quite candidly, was somewhere in the neighborhood of four and a half hours. Oh, four, four to wow. four and a half hours. Now, how how many how much time had passed between the time you crashed and the time that these guys on the Ducatis showed up? Oh, four hours. It was four hours. Oh yeah, because Ooh. the guy made it down to me. The, the duck rider made it down to me, and right after he got down to me, um, and was sitting there hanging on to my hand, uh, the helicopter showed up. Okay. Um, you know, and the, it, this particular part of Angeles Crest, there is no cell service. I don't care who you're using. You don't get cell service up there. Wow. It is the dead zone. Anyway, um, it was spot later explained to me that, you know, because of the fact that I was in this crazy box canyon and I was sheltered basically by a bunch of rocks and stuff like that, right. that's how they couldn't absolutely pinpoint me. Because usually from what I've been told by other people who have been saved by spot, that they're usually on the ground within, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, they've got a phenomenal response time. So you had a very interesting situation. It was unique. Um, it sucked in a large way, but at the same time, uh, they got me out of there. took them about an hour to get me off the hill. <laughs> I, rem- I remember two things. It was, um, first of all, as they were loading me into the helicopter, um, they told this guy, the guy, the Ducati rider, they said, right. we've got him. You can let go now. And that he did, he refused to let go of my hand until we got he until I was in that helicopter and the sheriff made him let go. I mean, God bless this guy. Like I said, I would love to find him. Wow. And I was surprised that nobody there got his name. Uh, I you know, that was surprising that no one did, but he didn't witness anything. So right. uh, okay. I guess that's why they didn't get it. Cause I've tried to find him anyway. Um, and then I remember the highway patrolman coming up to me and going, the, 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 the pinger on this, just referring to my spot, the pinger keeps going off. How do we turn this thing off? <laughs> so they ultimately had to unscrew it and, and, uh, and uh, take the batteries out of it. It was the only way they could get it to turn off because Ooh. this thing would not stop. <laughs> I mean, God bless spot. This thing did not stop. It kept going. And um, anyway, they got me loaded up in the helicopter and flew me over to Huntington Memorial Hospital, and pretty much the next three months are kind of spotty. No pun, <laughs> no pun intended. intended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's little. It's little flashes. I, I was at, I was at Huntington Memorial for a month. Um, almost lost my left leg. Fortunately, I didn't. Oh, um, uh, I, I joke with a lot of people. You're only as old as your newest part. In that case, I'm only three years old. <laughs> Go team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they pretty much got me all screwed back together. And then I spent uh, another two months in a rehab, uh, learning how to walk again. But the one thing that I do vividly remember them saying is that a, they would never have found me if it were for the spot. They would not have, Ooh, yes. um, because no one knew where the hell I was. Apparently later that day, I think someone got killed in the same spot in the same place on that same corner. Um, someone took it a little bit faster than I did and, and off to there and they didn't make it. So I think there's no guardrail in that area. Oh, there is now. <laughs> there is now. <laughs> I, I, I went up there um, to celebrate the, uh, like I told you, you know, when we first started, I have a very dark sense of humor. 
I, I absolutely do. Uh, I, I used to be a paramedic, and we used to jokingly say, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but absolutely truthful, if you couldn't find the sense of humor in a fatal car accident, you'd never survive in the business. <laughs> but think about it. You know, if, if you got emotionally involved with all that stuff, you'd never, you'd never make it a week. Excuse me. Okay. You'd never survive a week. Uh, it just it just eats at you. And as it when when the guys from the the helicopter guys came, it turns out I knew a couple of them because it was L.A. County Fire that came that the, the mm-hmm. helicopter. It turns out I knew a couple of them. So it 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 was it became kind of humorous after they got all the pain meds in me. Uh, we started having fun, but um, anyway, they wound up. I've got. Like I said, I'll send you some photos. They're interesting pictures. Uh, when I ride, I carry one of the screws they took out of my left knee. Uh, the screw is, if you're, you know, you're looking at the thing on the thing, it's about two inches long in the diameter of my pinky, and I'm six four, so that's a good size thing. Wow. And that was one of the screws they took out, and that's what I wear. I had a buddy of mine, Travis Walker, who makes um, some very cool jewelry. I had Travis make it up into a necklace for me, and that's that's my constant reminder when I'm riding not to lose focus. Oh, that's um, <laughs> So let me ask you this: how much how how long was it before you said, "How's my bike?" Oh God, I um. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know that's what everybody says. Oh, yes. well, I, I, I think we've all seen that joke on, on on Facebook or somewhere on the internet. You know, the guys in a body cast. You know, how's my bike? I, I remember I called up a riding buddy of mine, Brian Musseter, and I his nickname's Moose. And I said, you know, Moose, go check out the bike. And he was out there that afternoon. And I was in the ICU for three days. And I remember he came to visit me in the ICU. And uh, he he came walking in and he his head was down and he was shaking it and I just went oh no I said the big horse is dead and he said yeah uh, there wasn't a straight piece of metal left on it oh yeah it, <laughs> it was it was very badly tweaked but you know it it was a hundred foot cliff yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like, quite a drop <laughs> means cliff drop over sometime you know it was um, it it took a pounding. Wow. Um, uh, now you were, you said you were you were in the hospital for quite a while, and you, then you had rehab. How long before you got back on the bike? Well, let's see. Um, there's a picture of me actually at the rock store um, on my walker on my birthday, November 28th, 2013, and KTM delivered to me the. I have the first. I had the first 1190 adventure out of the crate in North America, and they handed that one to me uh, second week of December. When they when you say they handed oh, it to they you, they didn't give me the bike. Okay, <laughs> let's clarify. Thank I, you. I, 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 I wish. Hello, KTM. If <laughs> you're listening, John Eric, <laughs> John Eric, Glenn Dupont, the Long Riders Adventure on Facebook. Call me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, you'll have a bunch of people throwing themselves off cliffs and hope to get a new bike. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> don't do it. It's not. No, uh, but I, I had heard rumor about the 1190 adventure coming out 
um, through the German tabloids probably 18 months earlier. And that's when I had gone in and put my deposit on the bike. That's how I got the first one. Do not think throwing yourself off a cliff, guys, is going to get you a freebie. It does not work that way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's obvious then, which kind of negates my next question, that uh, Spot is not a primarily a tool that is used for off-road use. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Spot is totally used for on-road use. I mean, I, I listen, I've got... A lot of because I think the misconception is that a device like this is primarily for people who are doing backcountry skiing, hiking, uh, mountain biking in the woods, guys who are doing adventure riding in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but nobody thinks that this is something you're going to use when you're riding on the road. Time out. Let me give you an example that happened. At, now, understand, uh, if um, Erica told you anything about me, I am a techno idiot. Okay, this is not for <laughs> that's okay. This is not for publication over the air. Um, Nerds welcome. Yeah, I, I'm not one. I'm a total friggin' knucklehead when it comes to technology. So I am actually at my girlfriend's house on her son's computer right now talking to you. <laughs> that's okay. okay. So, so we're clear on that. Um, I said Skype. You went what? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's tight. Um, no, but um, anyway. Uh, no, you're uh, okay. Back on point. No, uh, spot. As I got over here to her house, she she has a 14 year old son, really neat kid, who is just getting into road bike riding. Um, her son is a type one diabetic, and what I'm doing is spot has because of my now relationship with spot. Spot is one of my corporate sponsors, and Global Star has been nothing but wonderful to me, but I was using their equipment long before they ever became a sponsor. Uh, but the spot that I went off the cliff with that is still in perfect working condition, I gave to Aaron, my girlfriend's son, and he's a road bike kid, and he's only going to be riding locally, but when he's out riding his bicycle around locally – he knows to turn it on, and he knows if there is a problem, I'm, I've showed him how to use it, you know, hit the SOS button, and trust me, the Marines are coming. It, 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 it's Anybody can use these things. That's the beauty of them. I mean, if, if you've got it turned, even if you don't have it turned on, you know, you carry, a woman could carry it in her purse. Um, I carry it in my car. When I'm just driving around, I just, you know, had to run down to San Diego. If anything comes up, if I don't have cell service and my cell service provider is not stellar, um, so there are times I don't have it, uh, <clears throat> I know I've got my oh shit button, mm -hmm. you know, and my oh shit button is that little red button, excuse me, underneath the flap on my spot. Boom, I hit the oh shit button, and, you know, here come the Marines. That's fantastic. So now, your, the service that you had, I, I see that their monthly cost is $15 a month, and that's their, I guess, their basic service. Is that the service that you have? Uh, honestly, I know that I pay I, – I do an annual deal. I know okay. that every year for my personal spot, I know that every year I pay – I mean, I've got everything. Um, okay, if, so you got the full if, boat. If I hit, if I hit the SOS button, I know I've got the helicopters in the air. I've got 
everything imaginable. And I also know there's another button on it that enables you to just check in. And what it does is it sends email messages to pre-selected people. And it basically says, hey, I'm doing fine, having a great time. Don't worry. All is well. Well, I see by their services, they have the SOS button, they have the help button. Right. Which asks your family and friends for help. (laughs) There's the check-in OK button. Got that. Uh, you got the custom message button that you can press it, which will got send that. a message to your friends. <laughs> and it's got the basic tracking, which allows friends and family to follow you mm-hmm. as you're going around. And then, of course, this comes standard with the services, basic motion-activated tracking. Yeah. So no, no matter where you're going, it's tracking. Oh, yeah. It's dropping those little breadcrumbs everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not – It's look, it's not like it's something that's running constantly. You turn it on. Of course. You know, it, it's not like Big Brother is, you know – they, we know where you are. <laughs> it's not like they that. They do anyway. <laughs> yeah, following you, yeah? <laughs> Show us your papers. Um, no, it, it's not like that. It's not invasive. But it, it's I, – I know, for example, that when, I, when, I, when Aaron is now out on his bicycle cruising around, if he has a problem, boom, he can, he can either have it – it automatically would call up his mom and me and say, hey, you know, I'm at such and such a location, I need help, the help, you know, the call help. And if things are really bad, boom, he hits the SOS button, and, you know, here come the Marines. Okay. And, and so this, is, who, this is a 14-year-old kid cruising around local streets on his bicycle, for goodness sakes. Right, because remember, back in the day when nobody had cell phones and nobody had any of this wonderful electronic stuff that we have today, if you fell and hurt yourself, nobody would know unless somebody found well, you. Well, you're SOL. That's right, exactly. But, so now we have these things, and why not use it? Well, and also the fact that, if, look at cell phones don't work everywhere. Uh, this is true. Cell, uh, Angeles Crest Highway, Hello. There, I mean, it's the dead zone. Nine one one doesn't work up there. Nothing works there. This it was either it was either use my spot or if I happen to you know be able to pull a, a a sat phone out of thin air, then that would have worked. But other than that, I was screwed. Right. Uh, for example, uh, mountain biking in U- uh, Moab, Utah, oh, God, no. at, no the, at the top that. of uh, Burrow Pass, eleven thousand eight hundred feet, no cell service uh-huh. whatsoever. You have nothing. Forget it. You're you're done, but I think with spot you'd be all right. Exactly, and and what I mean, you know, I I carry a lot of licenses. One of the licenses I carry is a 200 ton Seamaster's license, and um, I mean, you know, you're 100 miles out to sea, you hit the SOS button, they're going to know where you're at. Ooh. Oh, this, That's this, great. Is not, this is not just you know for terra firma. This is wherever you are on the planet. You know, I noticed by their coverage map, mm-hmm. uh, as where, uh, where 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 it's pretty much everywhere on the planet. As, well, except for Antarctica, I, I see that it, they don't really. It's spotty in Antarctica and it's spotty in the North Pole, and that's about and it. It looks like there's a there's a section right across right across the middle of uh, the African continent where there's hardly anything, but generally anywhere on the planet and or parts of Argentina, I see. But oh, I hope planet, no, because I'm going to be there in, not, in the not too distant future. So well, better, well, that leads me to my next question: work. What are some of your <laughs> what are some of your future ventures that you're going to be taking, and that you will have the spot with you? Oh, like like I said, um, I, I, I was joking with the people at Spot. You know, Spot is uh, if American Express didn't already have it, you know, I'd tell them to get it. Don't leave home without it. Um, it's uh, let's see, future trips. 
Later this year, I've been invited to go spend a week riding in Cuba. So, oh, <laughs> hell, really? Bucket list trip. Oh, bucket I list hate trip. you. Oh, I know. Trust me. Oh. Take a number. A lot of people hate me. I was, when I was in the Navy, I was stationed in Guantanamo. And this is back in the late 70s. Yep. And I always wanted to go back there just to to ride because I know they have a lot of old Harleys there. Well, the, 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 we, I've actually been invited out, myself and a few other uh, riders, we've been invited out by, uh, uh, by the Cuban government to um, basically go there, ride 2016 uh, road glides. <laughs> they just purchased really? 20 2016 road glides, and we've been invited to go out and ride. Spend oh, a week no. there and, and you know, tell basically, tell North America what we think of, or you know, tell the Americans what we think of uh, Cuba. And oh. I, I know enough about, I mean, I was a history major in college, and, and I love the lore of Cuba. But you know, I've got Cuba teed up, and... Um, Right now, after I've done Cuba, or before I do Cuba, or after I do Cuba, one of the two, I'm going. I've got another um, coast-to-coast ride uh, that I'm going to try and get done in a rather short period of time. And um, well, you mentioned Argentina. Yeah. Then I've been. I'm, I'm working right now with. Matter of fact, we just started talking about it yesterday. Um, doing uh, most of South America. Um, for sure, Colombia, Peru, and Bolivia. And I've always wanted to go do the um, North Yanis Road, which is also known as the Death Road. That's yes. Um, I I wanted to ride that forever. Um, now, do you are you are you concerned about your safety at all? No. No. Oh, okay. Um, I guess if you get into a situation, you can hit the SOS button. <laughs> hit the oh shit button. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but honestly. I, I've been riding adventure and I've been riding hyper endurance for a very long time, and I've, um, I think there's way too many people out there that have made way more out of situations and places than they need to. Um, I've been through many places in uh, Latin America. And in other places around the world that are, quote, dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I have met some of the most decent, kind, generous people you'd ever want to meet. Um, when I'm here domestically is the only time I will ever carry um, uh, anything. To- <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> delicate about this one. Um, yeah, I understand. When I've, when I've ever carried and um, I had to pull it out once in Florida. Yeah, and that's and that's funny because I've, I've heard stories like that before, where you know every place around the world everybody's nice, but it's here in the United States is the place where you have to be most concerned. Well, I mean, even here, that's like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, look at okay, I'm an adventure guy. Um, when I'm doing when I'm doing the hyper endurance stuff, I typically ride on a stripped out bike. I don't have panniers on it. I typically have a bag, um, you know, because I've got to make time. And if I'm trying to make time, chances are pretty good I'm splitting traffic and splitting lanes, which you shouldn't do outside of the state of California. But um, I have been known to do it on occasion. And um, it's 
when you when you show up with a fully packed out bike, like you're going out for a month or so, which is typically a rides I do, you know, I'll take off and go for a month. Um, it's amazing. You stop at a gas station, you stop at a laundromat to do some laundry or something like that, and people kind of show up and they all they want you to do is tell them a story. Yeah. Tell us about it. And, and, and you're sitting there and you tell them stories, and the next thing you know, it's like, hey, dinner's on at such and such a time. Where are you spending the night? Well, I got the tent. I was going to go pitch it over there. No, you're not. You're going to come and stay on our couch or what have you. And I've never I, – I, I'm always constantly amazed as to how kind and decent people are if you give them a chance. Right. The kindness of strangers, right? There you go. That's amazing. You know, because when I, I, I recently watched um, uh, Long Way Round, mm-hmm. uh, the Ewan McGregor, Charlie Borman yeah. uh, movie, which I, I know you've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I wonder if they had similar devices with them, if they had a spot tracking device with them when they did that. I, I have to imagine that they may I have. I can't had imagine something. they didn't. I cannot imagine that they didn't. Um, right. But again, I, I think. I think that, you know, when they did Long Way Round, at least, before they did Long Way Down, but I'm pretty sure when they did Long Way Round, um, it, it probably wasn't a spot. I don't think spots were actually in existence at that point in time. But it's like when you're out in the middle of BF nowhere, yeah, like you said, going through Utah, um, going through, I mean, there are some pretty desolate places in this country. Oh sure, uh, and, and if you get up into up into certain parts of Canada, you know, up in the northern provinces, I mean, you're in a whole lot of nothing up there, man. And I know this summer I've I've got uh, on the slate uh, Prudhoe Bay, Ooh. but um, you know, trust me, that spot's going to be on. Oh good. So now they have the the Gen Three, which is the newest model, yep. and that is available to purchase online. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, now, with it, when, when somebody purchases the Spot Gen Three, what do they get with it? Uh, timeout. Sure. I have no freaking idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want an honest answer? You got it. Call. Thank you. Send it, thank you for thank you for your honesty. Send it, look at. It. Just ride everybody go to uh, the, go to spot. I guess it's findmespot.com. Yeah, I, I, what I'd say is uh, maybe send Erica an email. Sure. And I'm pretty sure she'll get back to you and let you know what what exactly it comes with. Um, I could not tell you when I called them up. Like I said, I I called them up basically as a happy, grateful spot customer saying, "Hey, would you like to support this autism ride that I'm doing?" Mm-hmm. And it was I got Erica on the phone and. It was like, well, yeah, what do you need? When do you need it? I mean, that that was – I sent her my credentials, and she called me back and said, we're in. What do you need? And wow. I, Spot, Spot has – there were a few sponsors out there that absolutely rocked my world. Spot was one of them. Um, uh, Schubert Helmets. Oh, my God. Um Schubert Helmets provided me with, you're a rider, so you know this stuff, mm-hmm. five E1s. E- five? E1s haven't even been released yet. I got five oh, of them. Oh, look at you. I got five of them in my living room. <laughs> oh, now, wow. Now, what, what's happening with those? I guess you rate. <laughs> no, what, 
Yeah, great what? Um, where's the money, baby? Uh, <laughs> you got goods. <laughs> That's but, more. But, I mean, they sent them to me and because what the deal is is that I get – the deal going in was I get to have one for me, and then the rest of them we get, we're signing and we're giving away to sponsors, and one of them we're auctioning off at the Autism Speaks National Gala. And we've got the gala has just this huge group of, of celebrities that arrive and come to it, and everybody's going to autograph it. And I mean, okay. you know, the Angelina Jolie's and the Brad Pitts are regulars, and everybody's going to sign the helmet, and then the, the helmet gets auctioned off. But I mean, Schubert jumped in there and said, "Yeah, we're in." Held, same thing. Clearwater Lights, Garmin. Um, I, I mean, Dunlop tires. Uh, it was it was amazing how how uh, oh, adaptive technologies. Um, trust me, never do an endurance ride without a really good radar laser detector. Take my word for it. Uh, because <laughs> there might be an occasion once in a great while where you're accelerating back onto the freeway after making a fuel stop and you possibly could potentially exceed the posted speed limit. Maybe. Nah, that doesn't happen, no. does it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how that could ever happen. But, but I got to tell you, uh, uh, the, the, the adaptive technologies, um, their, what was it, their TPX radar laser detector. Oh, my God, what a lifesaver. I mean, that thing, saved, that thing saved my ass on this Three Flags ride I just did um, on more than one or two occasions. Well, say that's almost like an admission that you may have been exceeding some sort of posted speed. Yeah, you know, after 20-odd hours in the saddle, you know, you're not paying really close attention to the speedometer. <laughs> what can I say? You know, I was, yeah, I was in this. That'll fly in court. <laughs> <laughs> Honest, Your Honor, I didn't mean it. Uh, so I see here on the Spot <laughs> website, so far to date, they've saved 4,261 people. Yeah. They've rescued that many. Yeah. Now, where were you in that number? I, I could not tell you my number. Uh, I know. That, did they give you a badge or something that said you were number? No, they, no? they didn't. But what they did do was. Um, you know, I, I sent I sent Spot a letter, and it it was it was a heartfelt letter. It wasn't honestly, it wasn't bullshit. I had nothing to gain by doing this. They'd already given me everything. They they totally taken care of me, and I sent them a letter and I explained to them what happened, and okay. that if it weren't for that spot, I'd still be on that hillside. I mean, you know, but you'd be bones by now. Yeah, bears would have picked me dry, Um, because they would have never freaking found me. I was wedged down in a bunch of rocks. Is it a heavily wooded area, or is it more desert? It's 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 a heavily wooded it's a heavily wooded place. Um, This particular place was um, a steep granite hillside with mm-hmm. um, a lot of pine trees popping up through it. We're well into the snow line at this particular area. Oh, deep oh really? Deep snow okay. in these mountains. And um, <clears throat> Now, was there any signage on that road to let you know that there was a, a curbs coming up? Oh, the whole road. It's um, Trust me, the entire road is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I mean, <laughs> that's why it is so cr- hugely popular with motorcycles and, and the canyon runners. Trust me. 
the Angeles Crest Highway. Just take, just look it up if if you if you want to. Like I said, see Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That and the Mulholland Highway, also known as the Snake, right by where I live. Those are the mm-hmm. places you go. Um, we're in the East Coast, right? Oh, you're in Jersey. You're in New Jersey, um, yeah. We we have nothing quite well, you've as got, exciting. You got here. the tail in North Carolina, and that's about yeah. It. Um, yeah. Okay, the Angeles Crest Highway. Take the tail of the dragon, make it 65 miles long, with the same, with with the same and more intense corners, and you just got Angeles Crest Highway. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So t- it, it's the tail. Wow. It's, it's it's a 65 mile long tail. Ooh. Uh huh. Okay, I, I guess there's going to be an increase in flights out to your area. Oh, Trey, everybody knows about the tail. That that and the snake on Mulholland Highway. Um, oh. and, you know, I, I live at the Rock Store. I mean, that that's – I'm there – if I'm not on the road, I'm there, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. Every morning I open it up with a buddy of mine, Joel Wolf, and Joel and I open it up on 7 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday mornings and – you know, we'll hang out for a couple hours and then go out and do our deal. But all right. Uh, so tell me, what's this? Uh, the Long Riders. Yeah. Uh, is that what's that? Longriders dot com. Yes, it's the Longriders dot com is the website and the Facebook page is um, oh gosh, what is it? www.facebook.com backslash the Long Riders Adventure. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that little organization. Well, that is um, – that's my company. I put that together. What we do, what I do is um, – look, there's a lot of websites out there. There's a lot of Facebook pages out there that, uh, to put it politely, cater to the knuckleheads. <laughs> uh, you know, the squids of the world um, that, you know, think that – you can go out and, and, and get yourself, um, you know, your brand spanking new R1 and uh, put your tennis shoes on and your shorts and your wife beater shirt on uh, with your, you know, $30 helmet and, and go raise hell. And I'm kind of from the opposite school. I'm one of those all the gear all the time kind of guys. At Gat. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I mean, now look it. If you look at some of my personal GPS postings and stuff, yeah, okay, I um, there might be an occasion or two when I will violate the posted speed limit by twice or more. Um, but but um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but it's for for Christ's sake, if you're going to get out there and you're going to ride. Do it smart. Jesus. Wear the gear. Wear the gear. Don't exceed your capabilities. Look, I'm not out there riding canyons at 65, 70 miles an hour because I can't. Now, what I can do, my, my strong suit, I can throw a leg over a motorcycle and not get off for two days. I'm good at that. I'm really good at that. And there's not a lot of people that are good at that like I am. I mean, I, I was out yesterday at lunch with um, Carl Reese. Carl holds the current um, – he holds seven records, um, cannonball records, coast to coast. Ooh, uh, nice. Redondo to, to the Red Ball in New York in Manhattan. Um, 
and there there aren't a lot of people like Carl and I out there that can throw a leg over a bike and go. You know, I mean, we know how to do it. We know how to train for it. We we're, we're good at it. Um, and, and but neither he nor I are going to go out there and try and you know go 180 miles an hour on a track day. I can't do it. I'm not good at it. I know where my I know where my strong points are, and that's not it. The track's not my strong suit. The canyons are not my strong suit. Yeah, I can take a canyon at a pretty good clip, but I'm not sitting there trying to drag pegs. No. Um, um, but, you know, all of my friends know that um, you never agree to go on a little ride with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I invited a buddy of mine one time on a little ride and like I said, I live on Mulholland over by the rock store here in Southern California. And I uh, said, sure, where are we going? And I thought, well, gee, you know, I haven't been to Oregon in a while. Let's go up. And I got some friends there and, you know, we'll go up, we'll have dinner there and we can ride back and we'll be back tomorrow morning for breakfast. <laughs> and he, he looked at me like I had just stepped out of my, my spaceship from Mars. And he said, you're insane. And I said, well, why? Because that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, so, what is in your garage right now? I've got my 1190 Adventure, my KTM 1190 Adventure. Okay. I've got a 1290 Super Adventure um, that I'm testing out right now, and I'm looking to. I'm looking right now for one of the rides I'm getting ready to do. Um about putting uh, BMW um, R1200RT in there um, okay. for, for, one, one, for a ride I've got coming up. Uh, yeah, nice. What ride is that? Uh, that'll, be, um, that'll be a coast-to-coast ride. Um, what is your favorite ride that you can do consistently and not get tired of it? Oh, my God. There's so many good places. Um Honestly, one of the most breathtaking rides I've ever done, ever done, and it was one of those things where it just kind of like took your breath away, was the Continental Divide Highway. That was from Butte, Montana, up, I want to think, I want to say it was Montana State Route 43, um, coming out of Butte, going up to the Idaho State Line, up along the Big Hole River. And then at the Idaho State Line, hooking up with I-95, dropping down out of the Big Hole River, coming down the Salmon River into Sun Valley. 240 or 220-odd miles of absolute motorcycling nirvana. Uh, There were – it was – if you were going to map out, like, the perfect ride, you'd have high-speed straights. You'd have high speed corners, and you'd have first, second, and third degree or third gear twisties. It had everything, and the scenery as you're climbing up to the to the um, Idaho State Line was insane. It was warm and sunny. I hit snow flurries at the top, came back down, hit a couple little showers, and then it was just like perfectly clear sun. That was, without a doubt, the most breathtaking single leg of a ride I've ever done. 
Wow. And how often do you do that, right? Has you only done that once? I've only done that once. I'm planning on when I come back from Alaska uh, this year, coming back down through that, coming through Glacier Bay or uh, Glacier National Park and coming in through Butte and then taking that ride again. Um, other ride, other rides I love, I've done this a couple times, is uh, Custer, South Dakota. Spectacular. Going back up through Mount Rushmore and that whole area back up in there. Um absolutely god's country back there Mm -hmm. i'm seriously considering when and if the day ever comes that i retire um (laughs) retire from what exactly Um, (laughs) good good point (laughs) what do you do now i ride motorcycles well is that retired yeah sure what the hell (laughs) Um, all right so you can get yourself i'll tell you what you've got me convinced uh as much uh riding as i do and of course the mountain biking and all the and of course I have a pl- remote home too. If you're hiking, you need the damn thing. Yes, I you've con- convinced me that this is something that I should have. Oh God, yes. You know, uh, and I think any any motorcyclist who does adventure riding or or basically any solo any kind of solo riding should have one of these. Yeah, it, 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 look, it's not exclusive to adventure riding. Trust me, like I, like I was saying a few minutes ago, you know these these knucklehead squids that go out on their on their on their brand new crotch rockets and go running canyons. Trust me, we've all seen the videos. We've all laughed our backsides off at the videos of these guys that off on the canyons. Well, there's right. guys that off on the canyons when there isn't an audience. You're gonna need a spot. Absolutely. Gonna, so you go to www.findmespot.com, yep. and you can pick yourself up a spot brand new. I believe they're going for, you have to buy the unit itself, the Gen 3, is uh, $169.95. Uh, that's through their website. Uh, and, of course, don't forget to go check out long the longriders.com, correct? Yeah, and, and okay. the Facebook page. Actually, it's... It, is there a link yeah. to the Facebook page on yeah, the website? I believe there's a link to the Facebook page. The, it, it, I'd rather drive traffic to the Facebook page, to be honest with you. If, you, if we could okay. drive traffic to uh, Facebook, you know, whatever it is, you know, Facebook backslash The Long Riders Adventure. I will put so- a link on the Motorcycle Men website uh, to Spot. I'm also going to put a link also to the Long Riders website and Thank also you. to the Long Riders Facebook page. Really appreciate it. You know that you'll have there. So, Glenn, I wanted to thank you very much for coming on the Motorcycle Men podcast show. I really appreciate it. And if you are ever in New Jersey, by all means, please look me up, um, and we'll definitely go riding. I don't know that I'll keep up with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's look, it, it's it's about the adventure. It's about the adventure. You know that <laughs> if if you look if you look at like I said, I'll send you some photos tomorrow. Um, can I post these on oh, the website? Oh, be my guest. Absolutely. Okay. 100% yes. Uh, there's a couple photos of the accident itself. Um, that I, the, the guy, that the, the Ducati rider, I, had, I asked him if he would please take a couple pictures. I mean, I had, the cl- okay. I had the clarity of mind to do that. But, you know, I can't remember. And he did take pictures? He did. I've got three or four shots of me on the hillside. You, we're, we should, you should be able to find out who he is to do that somehow. Well, he took him off my camera. Oh, well, I'm yeah, I, 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 go figure. <laughs> but um, no, he took him off of my camera. But anyway, I'll I'll, I'll shoot you out um, some photos tomorrow. Would you do me a favor? Like I said, send me your email, please, so I absolutely so I can shoot these off to you. Sure. And um, 
Yeah, anything I can do, and and oh, that's what I was going to say. You know, the I you'll see it on some of the photos. It says uh, "Fortitude and Ave Simus," and that's that's my motto. That stands for "By Endurance We Conquer." I like that. Yep. I like that. By endurance we conquer, and right in the middle of my speedometer is SPQR, which is, I don't ask me to give you what it completely translates to in Latin, but it equals strength and honor. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Glenn, thank you very much for your time. That's Glenn DuPont with uh, Spot. Yes. Uh, you actually, Spot's your sponsor. Is Spot, is, Spot is my sponsor. That is awesome. And they are wonderful Glenn, people. Glenn. Thank you very much for your time. I really, really appreciate it's it. It's been my pleasure, and I look forward to meeting you someday in the not-too-distant future. Hopefully. Absolutely. You take care of yourself. Okay. Ride safe, my friend. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. God bless. For more information about the Motorcycle Men, visit our website at www.motorcyclemen.us. There, you can join our mailing list or leave a comment and maybe give us some feedback. We always welcome your thoughts. If you'd like to email the Motorcycle Men directly, email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Links for each of them are on our website. If you'd like to talk to us directly and tell us about your ride, you can do that via Skype. Our Skype name is motomenpc. And if you find yourself doing nothing on a Tuesday night between 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, check in with us and we'll make you part of the show. If you're a good guest, we just might send you some stuff.